and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have already overcome them, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Join us as we have different guests and topics that address what's going on in our world and culture from a biblical perspective to find and remind ourselves that greater is he on the inside of us than he that is in the world. Hey everyone, welcome back to Greater Than Podcast. My name is Elijah Merle. So honored and blessed you taking out time to join us wherever you find yourself in the world. God is doing good things and he's doing it in your life. Listen, we are in for a special treat. Uh, today, we have Pastor Martha Menizzi on Greater Than Podcast. But before we uh, introduce her, I want to give her a proper little intro here. And so she is a Grammy Dove and Stellar Award winning singer and songwriter. She's a pastor, recording artist, wife, and but more importantly, a wife and mother, and is considered by many one of the pioneers of cross-cultural praise and worship music. Uh, my culture, my people my age, I'm 27, so people my age, we would just call her an OG. She's just one of the OGs <laughs> of cross-cultural praise and worship music. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm elated uh, to introduce to some and to present to others Pastor Martha Munizzi. Pastor Martha, how are you today? I'm doing great, Elijah. Thank you so much for having me on. How are you doing? I'm doing so well. Thanks for asking. And it's such a privilege to have you on. Like I said, before we hit record, I grew up on your music. And when I say that, some people say they, they grew up hearing your music, but I grew up on your music, your CDs, your DVDs. And so it's such an honor uh, to have you on the podcast today, Pastor Martha. Thank you so much. And I have kids your age. So I, 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 I raise them up on Fred Hammond and John P. Yes, Keith, yes. all of that. Mm -hmm. So I understand being raised up on a, on a sound. So that's, that's yes, that always makes my heart happy. <laughs> yes, ma'am. It's such a, such an honor to have you. And my parents were so excited when I said that this was going to happen. And so Aww. I know they'll be blessed by this as well. So shout out to my father, Gary, and, and my mom, Renee, they love you so much. And my older brother, Gary Jr., we, we loved you so much. So shout out to my family uh, as well. And so um, Pastor Martha, you released a book uh, entitled Because of Who You Are. And uh, we're having you on the podcast. And I want to shout out Pastor Dan as well, uh, mm -hmm. because he was so gracious during this time of corresponding and everything. And, and um, I got a, a copy of your book. So phenomenal. I read it about four or five times. It oh, was just wow. so good. I couldn't put it, couldn't put it down. It was amazing. And I'm not just saying that because you're here. It's the truth. You can, you could ask anybody, you could ask my mom. I've been reading this book. I'm telling mom about, did you know about this? Did you know about that? Such a great book. Oh, and I wanted to have you on here to talk about it, Pastor. Martha. And really what I want to uh, highlight, though, first, before we get into some of the songs, it's kind of your background, maybe for a couple of people that wouldn't know uh, Pastor Martha. So can you take us into your upbringing? What was it like? Where were you born? And all that good stuff. I would love to. And, um, you know, I grew up in uh, a pastor's home. My dad and mom, well, first they traveled and evangelized. My dad, um, he is with the Lord now, but he raised us in church and ministry. My sisters and I, I have a twin sister and an older sister, and we would sing as a family, uh, traveled and sang. And so music and ministry has been a part of my entire existence. I don't hardly remember a time. There really wasn't a time before then and cut my teeth, you know, on the church pew. And then my, my parents uh, pastored a church in Orlando for just a few years. 
um, sadly in my book talks about kind of what our family went through. We had um, mm -hmm. my parents divorced after almost 30 years of marriage. And that was devastating. Um, then I met my husband and we were very young and, and fell in love early on. And, and um, he introduced me, I think, cause I grew up um, mostly around Southern gospel music. My dad was wrote, uh, he wrote songs that many people have heard of. You're way too young, but um, he wrote a song called learning to lean on Jesus. And then people think it's a hymn because you know, it's been a part of the fabric of, of worship music for so long. And then he wrote a song called Love Grew Where the Blood Fell, which is this giant song about the cross. And people that know Southern Gospel know my dad's song. So I grew up watching him um, just write these amazing songs. My parents recorded albums. Then when I met my husband, Dan and I dated for about three years before we got married, but he is very musical, he's an incredible musician. And he introduced me to the, the artistry and the music behind, you know, soon and very soon. Like I knew soon and very mm -hmm. soon we're going to see the King, but I didn't really understand who Andre Crouch was. And so my husband, Dan, shout out to my husband, Dan, 36 years. Um, he, yeah, he's the one who told uh, me about and showed me Andre Crouch's music. And it was just uh, life changing. And yeah. my husband would play his songs and he would, play. it was just such a, you know, great um, entryway into learning more about gospel music. And then I always tell the story. It's in my book. I believe it's in my book. I wrote a lot of stories that I didn't, that didn't make it, but I think this one did. I'm not sure. But I, um, I was in uh, working back. My husband and I had only been married for a couple of years. I was working at Charisma Magazine and uh, we called it Strand Communications. And uh, I worked in the graphics department and just little, little jobs here and there. And when they uh, artists and labels would send in little cassette tapes, we don't even know what a cassette tape is now. I gave my son a cassette tape and I said, show me how this works. He had, he was clueless. Um, but <laughs> the cassette tapes would be brought, the labels would, would send in cassette tapes of the latest uh, artists and gospel albums or all kinds of about CCM all across the board. And they would review them in the magazine. And then when they were done reviewing them, they would put these leftover cassette tapes in a box and put them in the break room at work. And so one day I was in the break room and I was kind of going through the box thinking, what free music do I want to take home now? What are the perks of working there? And I picked up a Ricky Grundy choir album, uh, cassette tape. And I was like, I wonder what this sounds like. Took it home, popped it in and was, was, I don't, transformed. I was I, I've never heard music like that in my life. And I knew from that moment on, that's all I wanted to hear. That's all I wanted to purchase. That's all I wanted to listen to. And then it eventually just became the foundation of how I wrote songs, the desire, the passion behind it, the big voices. It just became just like I was just hooked. And that's really where it started. And then our that really kind of led us to the music we wanted to listen to as far as the music we were we were uh, purchasing, like I said, and then the church we wanted to attend. We we were hard on churches because we were like, "You're not doing gospel. We don't want to come to your church." <laughs> yeah. So we found a church actually birthed out of Orlando that did just a lot of gospel, and they let us lead worship. So all we wanted to do was gospel songs. So we started pulling in, you know, Fred songs and John yeah. P. Key songs, and you know everything we could find that had a choir because we built a hundred sound uh, voice choir. And then started writing songs from that platform. And then as the pastor would invite, you know, different people from out of the state to come in, different artists, they'd hear our music 
And then that was kind of how it all started. <laughs> oh, no, that's wonderful. Yes, yeah. ma'am. And so it, now in researching now, I, I believe this is right. Obviously, I uh, one of my favorite songs of yours, we won't talk about it today, but one of my favorite songs of yours is um, Always Welcome. Well, really, that was Pastor Martha, uh, excuse me, Pastor Mary Alessi wrote right. that song. Uh, yeah. always welcome but that was always one of my favorites from that but is it true as I was researching that you and Pastor Mary I think your older sister you guys were a part of a band called Testament or it became Testament is that true well, or okay so I I really love it when people do their homework but you dug a little too deep I'm just kidding yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we're going a little way too far back I thought I had scrubbed all that no I'm kidding yes we had a band when my husband and I got married, um, well, before then, we had put together this family team and we were, uh, my sister sang on it. His brother and uncle played. We put together this great worship team out of Orlando and it was called Testament. And we did one little EP. Um, and then as my sisters, they each got married, they quit the band and then everybody quit over time. Mm -hmm. And then because um, they moved on to other things. And then my husband and I went, well, this is what we're called to do. And so we we didn't keep yeah. testing going, but we kept the whole music mm -hmm. ministry going. And looking back 30 years later, every, our family laughs at us. They're like, well, you guys were the ones really called to it because <laughs> we all quit. Yeah. But, just, you know. So yeah, testament. Awesome. So it's out there somewhere. You might be able to find something floating around. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I didn't know because you you try to research and you never know what's true, what's not. So I was like, well, right. let me ask her. I thought that was right. fun to ask. Right. So with all of this, we're, we're, we build it up, the upbringing and how everything came about. So now let's transition and talk about some of these songs. And so uh, I believe from reading your book that one of your first songs that you wrote was Holy Spirit, Fill This Room. Uh, yes. So can you take us to the background of that song and how that came about? You know, that song, I was looking back through my book. I don't know that I even, usually there's a story or two stories, at least that go with all the chapters. Each chapter um, gives you a background of how the song was written and even a story or something that inspired the, the song or, you know, a, a story that after the song was written, I was tested in an area and God, mm -hmm. you know, tested me in an area. So that's kind of what the book is about. This is one of the chapters that doesn't have a specific story, but it really does explain my quest and desire to know the Holy Spirit in a deeper way. And yeah. that's really what the song is about. Holy Spirit, fill this room, Shekinah glory. That song came really kind of effortlessly. I wasn't trying to rhyme. I wasn't trying to be cute. I, I was just mm -hmm. really spending time on the with the Lord. And I was like, Lord, I just... I want you to show up. Shekinah glory is kind of an old school um, term uh, that's found, uh, I guess, I don't even know that it's in scripture, but it, it, it is in a, in a different way, in a different Hebrew way. But mm -hmm. it's a powerful way to say, Holy Spirit, fill this place that I'm in. I'm, I'm so hungry uh, for you that I want to know you to a, a, a where it's like it's a a residue is left in the room. I, I want to yeah. feel the weight of the presence of God. I want to, I want to spend time with him. And that doesn't always happen, but my desire is Holy Spirit, fill me, fill this place where I am dwell in this place. Cause I really believe that we are, um, and I've learned this over the years, even more, um, that we are, each one of us are a habitation, a tabernacle, the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to dwell. Many times we think of it as Holy Spirit, fill my church when I'm worshiping, you know, mm -hmm. or fill my car when I'm, but Lord, I need you to empower me. This, this vessel, as I go yes. about my every day, I need your presence every day to get through my day, 
to, to be a good wife, to be a good mom, to, to, to be aware of the people in my life and the divine connections that you're calling me to. So it goes beyond just that soaking time in the presence of the Lord, which is beautiful, but it's, it's really a Holy Spirit fill this room. I need you. I need you more than anything, not just to make me feel good in a moment, but to empower me throughout my every day, my calling, my, my pursuits, you know, the, the purpose that you called me to the Holy spirit empowers us um, and strengthens us and leads us and guides us. And so that, I didn't know that's what I was writing about when I wrote the song, but over time, as I sang it, that became more of the, the idea behind the song of, yeah. I, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> no, no, it's great. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. And what I love about it too, and I'll just say this for everyone listening, everyone who may see the video, uh, I, I, growing up listening to Pastor uh, Martha, uh, you know, when you grow up around these things, you grow up around church as I did, uh, never strayed, always in church. And so when you grow up around that, you you hear different things, you see different things. And, and some uh, of our uh, Caucasian brothers and sisters, they try to sing a song that's more soulful and they can't quite do it. And so I want to commend Pastor Martha because she can do it. There is no question about it. She can do it hands down. It's not even oh. close, not even a debate. And so you you feel the soul in it, the heart of it, even in a slower song like Holy Spirit Fill This Room, because not only is it soulful, now it's transitioning to the spirit, a spiritual uh, song and cry from a heart of a love for the presence of God. And so I think that that's a, just an amazing thing. And so I love that song growing up. And, and um, now um, I want to transition and ask about this song. Um, now, everybody who is a Pastor Martha Munizzi fan knows because of who you are, which is the title of the book. And so obviously we have to talk about uh, because of who you are. And when I read it in the book, how that song came about, I was like, wow, that's so cool. You know, yeah. it was such a, a neat way how it came to you. So can you tell us about that, Pastor Martha? Yes, I was actually um, kind of going about my business and the kids were done with school for the day. I, all my kids were really small. And so I was getting them ready for bed at night and we were, I think I had them in the bathtub. You know, it was just one of those moments. It was not um, this powerful moment in the presence of God. It was just an ordinary moment, you know, just going about my day and, and um, kind of running around the kids. Actually, the kids have been playing all day, so they were dirty and and it was just time for bed. And I remember—I I joke with my kids now, they're all adults, but I'm, I'm thinking, I just remember like the PTSD of, okay, it's almost nighttime. It's almost bedtime. And I've got these yeah. three gremlins. I got to corral and wrestle to get in bed. And it was always work. And it was always like, oh, you know, this might take 30 minutes. This might take two hours. It depends on, you know, who's going to cooperate. And so I just remember going into the moment thinking that, okay, let's get bathed. Let's get in our pajamas and let's, you know, get in the bed. But as I'm, as I'm sitting there with them, you know, this is back before the time where you're scrolling through your phone and you're, you mm -hmm. know, you're distracted by five other things. This was just, they were in the bathtub and they were having a great time. They were probably four and two and they were so little. And yeah. I just remember really reflecting in that moment on how grateful I was that these were my kids and that I was a mom and, and really God surprises me many times that it seems like out of nowhere, I'll just have a moment that I'm grateful and the Lord will interrupt that thought with an idea or a song or a, a something, a lyric or something. And that's what happened in that moment. I just started singing this chorus because of who you are, I give you glory. 
And I just knew in that moment, okay, this is something special. It was overwhelming. This is something, God, you're birthing through me. But I couldn't get up and, you know, walk away because my kids were on the bathtub. So I had to wait. I just kept singing it over and over and over. And then I got him out of the bathtub, got him dressed. And then I ran and called my mom and I said, mother, I've got this song, but I, I want to go beyond just singing because, because of who you are, I give you glory. Who are you? That was the question mm-hmm. that I felt like the Holy Spirit asked me. If, if, if you praise me because of who I am, who am I? Who do you say? How would you describe me? And I, I knew right then that there had to be a section of the song that talked about who God was, because it's not just enough to sing about God, we need to sing to God, songs of, yes, about God to God. That's really what brings the presence of the Lord into the room for me, the quickest. And so my mother said, well, the Bible calls him Jehovah Jireh. And she just began to take me through because she's an incredible Bible teacher. The names of God, again, that was before the internet, right? That was people that mm-hmm. I didn't have here. So that was before you could go Google it really quickly. And so she's given me these great thoughts and scriptures And I just start writing things down. And before you knew it, I knew Jehovah Jireh, my provider was a kind of an off rhyme, but it worked. And Jehovah Mm -hmm. Nisi, Wayne and Victory, we're off to the races. And then I ran and taught it to my choir and my band. And never in a million years would I have thought that would be the song that people, if you asked me what would be the song, you know, that would put you on the map, it would have never been that song. Not that I don't Mm -hmm. love it, I do. But it is the song people resonate with the most and people just all over the world. We were just in France um, Mm -hmm. at the end of the year. We were there for New Year's Eve and, you know, several thousand people at this beautiful church. And I don't even need they're singing it in all these different dialects and languages. And I just Mm, start the songs and they just start singing it. We were in Italy several years ago and that's how we communicated. It was through music and they'd sing in Italian and I'd sing it in English and that it the older I get, the more aware I am of how special that is. And yes. it's just been the song that has been sung all over the world. And mm-hmm. I'm just grateful, you know, that, that 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 song has just impacted so many lives. And I never get tired of singing it. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, no, that's wonderful. And uh, like I said, a lot of you guys, maybe some of you listening and you maybe you didn't know it was Pastor Martha Menizzi who wrote that. That's how big of a song. I think that's a testament of God breathing on a song when it becomes bigger than the person who wrote it. You know, it becomes this thing. God just takes it over and and, and everything. So maybe you guys didn't know that. We encourage you, though, to, to look these songs up if if you're not familiar or whatever and, and, and look them up because they are life changing. And I'm sure you've heard them sung at some point. And so that was because of who you are and what a great song and obviously heard that so much growing up and uh but what I love the most is I heard it from Pastor Martha first you know and <laughs> that's the that's the great thing about it so uh, it's just a wonderful thing and so uh Pastor Martha you had a, this is my personal favorite song that you ever did because of who you are is it, is amazing this is my favorite song you ever did it's the next one the great exchange uh that was okay. my personal favorite song of yours that you ever did uh and and i had that one on repeat all the time love listening (laughs) to that song can you tell us about uh, the great exchange you know i i am grateful that you like that song that's kind of a deep cut in some ways i would think on the record it is it is one of my favorite songs i have to tell you because i wrote this song and it definitely has a story um to it and i wrote that song years ago it was on a record called no limits and uh, 
I I was actually pulling up some notes here really quick because I because I wrote yeah. some things I didn't want to forget, but it'll, it'll come in just a second. Um, but I wrote that song based on you know just the idea that we're in an exchange with God. Our worship literally is an exchange in the presence of God. It's a great exchange. I'm trading my sorrows for the garment of praise. And yeah. it just became like a real moment of that scripture. I'm trading my sorrow. I love that song. I'm trading my sorrows. I'm laying it down for the joy of the yeah. Lord. I'm saying yes. Um, and it was that same scripture that talked about mm -hmm. the idea behind the song, that this is this, the exchange that's happening in this, in the, in our worship. And I remember uh, I was actually recording, working on the song and I was in um, Detroit, Michigan, actually. And I was working with some of the greatest musicians. Um, I'm telling you, they were all Fred Hammond's musicians. They traveled with him on yeah. pages of life. And I was yeah. so excited to work with them. And uh, so I'm telling you, I was in the studio with them. And I mean, like Terrence Palmer, Noel Hall, Eric. Oh, yeah. Reed, yeah. And all these. Oh, my gosh. Some of the Tommy Sims, the greatest of, yes. of musicians and singers. And I remember being in this, this surrounding, uh, this beautiful studio with them. And I'm writing the songs at the same time, you know, we're creating and, and working on them. And, and, um, and I remember thinking, okay, I've got these ideas for the songs and these guys are just so incredible. And I think my songs are dumb or, or I wasn't sure about, you know, how good are these songs? And um, I remember at one point I was, I was singing um, this, I was singing the song to him and, and uh, Terrence, the drummer, I had said to him three or four times, okay, I've got this idea but I don't really know if it's good. And, Oh, I don't know. And, I, and finally, cause I'd done that like three or four times. Cause I would sing an idea and then they would kind of help me craft it and produce it and make it sound great. Mm -hmm. And so I would, uh, I kept saying that I kept saying, I don't know if it's good. I don't know. And, uh, finally Terrence went, okay, Martha, I'm going to need you to stop because he was so sweet and, and he didn't really know me that well, but he was like, yeah, okay. I'm going to need you to just believe in your song because and your ideas because we're here uh, because we believe in you so mm -hmm. you need to trust the holy spirit and trust the gift in the inside of you and stop saying that and it was he was so yeah. sweet and he laughed he said stop saying your ideas are dumb they're not like just sing them and we got you and so i realized mm -hmm. that had to be annoying you know when you bring all these great musicians in and then the person that's helping, you know, that you're working with is like, I don't know, I feel kind of weird. You know, I had to let that go. Um, mm -hmm. I had to be confident. And I said, okay. So I started doing the, the bridge and uh, my fear, he is erasing and, you know, my fear, he is breaking, erasing all these song, all these words um, and singing a song of deliverance. And it was this spontaneous kind of a prophetic sound that was just in me that I needed to open my mouth and let it out. And they were like, yeah. that was, not only not a bad idea, but that is, that is like a great, a sound barrier breaking idea. Yes. And it ended, it ended, ended up just being a, a great moment on the record. I wish I could sing that song more. Um, but most of the time when I travel, you know, I don't get the chance to sing it, but it is definitely one of my favorite songs, but that's what it is. It's, um, that's what God is doing. He's erasing fear. He's replacing it with yeah. joy. He's erasing depression. He's replacing it with dancing. And, you so know, good. trading my garments for the garment of praise. Heaven's open every time I praise. And it's the picture of what happens when we worship God. So, yeah, it's one of my favorites, too.
that's that's real good yeah you know um one of that's one of my favorite songs you know and and um uh like i said you know my fear is taking replacing with dancing and singing a yeah. song of deliverance you know this it's just an amazing song and so uh once again i i, I wanted to use that one because i felt like people who are familiar with you might not be as familiar with that song uh right. so that's a song that i encourage you guys to do some homework and look that song up you'll be dancing and and uh, <laughs> it, it's gonna it, it'll it'll be good for you man i tell you it's one of my favorites um so i want to talk about some of the newer songs now um there is a song uh, called Best Days. Uh, and I believe this one uh, has a really good story as well from, from reading yeah. the book. And um, it involves your family. Uh, can you share about that? Um, these are the best days. He's doing a new thing. It was the, I felt like it was the message of um, my life, the story of my life. And we had um, just come out of the pandemic. It was 2020. We were still in it. We hadn't come out of it. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, thinking, okay, I, I probably am not going to do another record. I might do a single. I was done. It'd been 10 years. Um, not done, but I just didn't, you know, when, when you make a record, sometimes um, so much goes into it. And then if the record's got some meat on it, it'll carry you through for as, as you travel mm -hmm. and sure. keep those songs going. And so mm -hmm. I didn't really we were focused on, um, our church pastoring. We hit this pandemic. Um, it shut everything down as you know, and everybody watching knows we all experienced that. And so I was like, Lord, I know you want us to do something in 2020, but I'm not really sure what it is. You know, do we, um, I don't know. It was one of those weird seasons. Do you go, do you just enjoy it? Do you just unplug or do you bear down and start working on stuff and do you write a book you know I, I didn't know what mm. we didn't know what was going to happen and so my kids my daughters said well our anniversary is coming up it was coming up for our church and in, in uh it was our fifth year sixth year fifth or sixth year fifth year yeah of our church and so we're in a pandemic we had, we we were closed for 11 weeks we reopened in may of 2020 because in florida it wasn't as strict um and we did it with all precautions and we went in uh, at like 50% capacity. We had two services mm -hmm. so we could make sure everybody was spread out. We did all that. And um, so my daughter said, we need to do something. Let's, let's celebrate our anniversary. You know, let's, why don't we take an old song and work with a producer and maybe bring some new life to it so that we'll have something to celebrate, you know, something to get every kind of pull everybody out of what was mm -hmm. happening. And so I said, okay, I'm up for whatever. We don't have a lot of money, so it's got to be cheap. And I, mm -hmm. you know, I just didn't even have a lot of faith for it. And then our, um, uh, the girls, my daughters, Danielle and Nicole, who are incredible singers, songwriters, worship leaders in their own right, uh, called a, a friend of ours who've known for years. He's an incredible producer, um, David Outing. He's known as D'Lo. And um, he had always wanted to work with me and I'd always wanted to work with him. And they said, would you you know, we don't have a lot of money, but would you work with this on a song? He said, yeah, let's do a Zoom call. We jumped on a Zoom call. And I'm telling you, it was as if we hit this, I don't know, we'd all suck our finger in a light socket or something. We all just mm. kind of came alive. The ideas started flowing because we didn't have just one specific idea. He said, you know, why don't we get together and do a writing session? That one writing session that we did, I think three days later, turned into a three-day writing session where songs were just flooding and Danielle and Nicole had written songs that I would I would write, you know, a, a, a verse or a bridge and they'd walk in and go, that fits my course. Like I have an mm. idea. Like it was just coming together like a puzzle. Yeah. 
David would come to the table with an idea and I'd say, that's my song. You're singing my song. I so it was this quick work. And he said, let's do a record. And we just said, you know, why not in 2020 say that we didn't let 2020 go by without putting something in the ground, seed in the ground. And so we said, let's write a record. And um, this song, um, Best Days, ended up becoming the title of the album. These are the best days. He's doing a new thing. Danielle yeah. wrote a lot of the verses and Nicole, I believe, uh, wrote part of it. We all kind of put, had our hand into it. It all fit together so beautifully. And it became the theme of, it, you can look at the circumstance, 2020, 2021 were horrible years. Mm -hmm. If you look at it from the perspective of what we lost, but if you know that, that God preserves his people and that during the most difficult seasons that the culture is experiencing, God's people are thriving. That's and right. by faith, we thrive. By faith, it, it, honestly, when the world is going to hell, as we see happening all around us, it's the greatest day for the church. It's the greatest right. day in history. It's the greatest day to see God do when it gets the darkest is when the light shines the brightest. And so we said, you know what? Let's lean into that idea, the prophetic sound, the future. Let's grab hold of it and dig our heels in and say, God, you're going to pull us out of this thing. These are not the worst days. These are the best days. God's doing something new. Something new is about to be birthed. And God, you're doing what you did for your people in, in the Old Testament. You made rivers in the desert. You made water in a dry land. You're going to do that for us. We may not see it this year or even next year, but it's happening. And that became the title and the catalyst for the whole album. No, that's wonderful. Uh, just a great song and and uh, so upbeat and and like you said, declarative, prophetic, uh, beautiful things. Songs that we need to be singing. And so I I encourage everyone uh, to look that up. That's a newer uh, song. So great, so anointed. You can watch a lot of these on uh, Pastor Martha Munizzi's YouTube page, uh, where she has a lot of the songs on, and it's just a great resource. So I encourage you to do that. So I want to be respectful of Pastor Martha's time. There's so many songs we could talk about. Um, but you know, get the book. Uh, that's what I'm saying. In, in essence, grab the book. It'll be a blessing to your life. It really will be. Uh, I want to end it with uh, this song, uh, Say the Name. And I want to end it with that because of there's an amazing story about some things you guys walk through with your son, I believe. Uh, could you share that testimony? Yes, that is a, a great story. One of my favorite stories in the book, besides the one about my grandmother who had an encounter with an angel, that's in the book mm -hmm. as well. Um, mm -hmm. but this story really um, is close to my heart because it is about one of my children. Nathan was, I believe, seven or eight years old. And we had just finished recording our album called No Limits. And that was the one I was just sharing about with Great Exchange. And so right. we really um, worked hard at that record. We we knew that it was going to be, it was our second album that we put out. We just believed that God was going to use it. We had traveled, I believe, to uh, North Carolina. We were about to be on one of the largest Christian television networks that was going out to a million people. So we had traveled by bus um, and they, it had was the start of our tour. And we I took all of our children with us because we didn't like to leave them at home and we homeschooled. Mm -hmm. You're coming with us. And um, so my son at that time loved to watch. He played a lot of video games, you know, the little Game Boys, because he's 26 yeah. now. And I think he was eight. So this was do the math. Um, so we had just gotten into town and gotten into our hotel rooms and our daughters were staying in an adjoining room. My husband and I had this. It was like a 
like a little little it was a room with a little suite connected with a little table mm -hmm. and a little couch so nathan was in where the couch was and he was watching cartoons and kind of just chilling while we thought let's rest and nathan was so full of energy never took a nap i could never get him to take a nap so yeah. um we were just kind of i, I was had the tv on low in our room we're both just napping a little bit resting getting ready for this big show that was going to mm -hmm. be our the, the the first stop on our tour and nathan comes in our room and crawls up in the bed with me which i thought was odd i was in and out of sleep i thought well that's unusual that's not like him to nap mm -hmm. and he lays next to me and he turns his back to me and i just started feeling this weight this darkness this heaviness come over me and to do something to get up and I it is as if I couldn't it was very strange mm. and I look yeah. over at Nathan and he leans over he turns over and he is having a massive seizure I believe it was a grand mal seizure never had one before wow. never had anything not even a headache not a migraine nothing well I come up off the bed I I yell to my husband Dan Nathan's having a seizure he comes up off the bed and we both start to panic. And then I realize we both can't panic. <laughs> Somebody's got to yeah. <laughs> stay level headed. And so I called a friend of mine whose son had serious seizures and he was so calm. His voice was so calm. He said, okay, wait, wait, wait. It's been about 30 a minute. Now it's, it's, it's okay. Don't panic. Well, when you see your son that's mm. never had this before in a, a epileptic seizure, it is mm. one of the scariest things. Um, we've gone on to my twin sister. She's had two daughters that both have epilepsy. My older sister has epilepsy. So now we're a lot more aware of it. But back then mm -hmm. it was never saw it, never expected it. So finally he just began to calm down. I began to sing, say the name over him. That's all I knew to do. I just began to sing, say the name, say the name. The paramedics came. I, they took him. Uh, we went to the hospital. They did a battery of tests. They bring him back in the room. They said, we'll bring you the results. We're sitting in the emergency room. He's laying in the bed and I'm just singing. I'm just singing, say the name. I'm singing. I probably sang for an hour. And every time I'd stop, he would say, mom, please just don't stop singing. Every time you sing, I feel peace. Because he was scared too. He was just turned eight. So I just, I just kept singing and singing and singing. And I just knew God, this is, this can't be the end. I mean, we've, we've got, this is, this is huge. This day was the day everything was going to be broadcast our, our new album was going to be broadcast to a million people. It, it was obvious that it was yeah. a demonic attack. It was obvious the mm -hmm. enemy was doing everything he could to stop us. And so the doctor came in, he was a young man. I'll never forget it. He said, well, we can't find anything as this brain scans that we've done. There's nothing that pinpoints what's wrong. We don't know that he'll ever even have another one. There's nothing on the brain scan, but he had one. And so I suggest that you go home and you immediately get him into as many doctors as you can so that you can have ongoing treatment. I said, but you don't see anything. He said, no. And um, we don't know that he'll ever have another one. And I said, well, we have this tour. And he kind of leaned in and he said, well, you need to cancel the tour. Mm. So I was... I said, but there's nothing that you know, there's nothing that you see. Well, the more I talked to people, friends, family, other doctors back home, they gave us the green light to say, look, just the, it won't, you know, just keep him with you. He's not going to die from this. Yeah. If it happens mm -hmm. again, then maybe, you know, go back home. So we just said, God, we're just going to stay out here and trust you and just yeah. plead blood. And I, 
I went into his room and I said, in Jesus name, you will, this was an attack of the enemy. You will never have another one. And he's 26. He has, you know, headaches every once in a while. He has never, ever had another seizure uh, to this day. And we trusted God through the whole thing and uh, praise God. And that song, Say the Name, was a song that the, the other story, part of that was the way that I wrote the song. My kids were all sitting in the back of my car and mm-hmm. and I was waiting for my husband to come out of work and the Lord just began to give me the song. So again, it was just another normal moment that the Lord interrupted my thoughts, but he gave me that song to sing over my son. And, wow. you know, I, I just encourage people, the greatest thing you can speak, declare, sing, pray is the name of Jesus because there's healing in his name. And so that song has really been um, a covering protection for my life and for my family. So I, I love oh, I love that song. It has a very special meaning. Yes, ma'am. That's a wonderful thing. Yes. So uh, just a, a great song. And and I think it's it's a phenomenal thing. And, and I think that's the best way for us to kind of end this uh, particular podcast off with is that great story there. But uh, Pastor Mars, I couldn't have you come up here and not ask you to sing a little bit. Uh, <laughs> it, it, can, would you be willing to sing just a little bit? We don't, we don't, not a whole thing. People need to go hear your albums and stuff. But I can't, my mom would, would, would hurt me if I didn't <laughs> at least ask you to sing a little bit. Could you do that for us? Okay. So yes, I am not warmed up and I did have pizza, but I'm going to do my best. <laughs> yes, well, it's going to be gonna good. I'm going to do my best and I don't have a real good sound system in here. It's just me, but you know, I just feel like it's probably good to sing this over people. Just the song that I just talked about, you know, Yes, ma'am. And I think it's a song that people need right now. The name of Jesus is so powerful for protection. It's the name of sing, sing the name of Jesus over your anxiety over depression, over fear, over worry, over sickness, because that's the name that has the most power. We have all the power. So let me just sing this over to, over you right now. Say the name of Jesus. Say the name of Jesus. Say the name so precious. No other name I know that can calm your fears and dry all of your tears and wipe away your pain. And when you don't know what else to pray, when you can't find the words to say, and when you can't make it through another day, say the name. Amen. Oh, good. Thank you, Pastor Martha. So good. We're going to treat that like a prayer over the podcast, over the listeners. Just say the name of Jesus. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. And then at that name, every knee has to bow and every tongue has to confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. So it's a wonderful thing. Uh, Guys, the name of the book is Because of Who You Are. Uh, I want you to go and grab it, get you a copy. It'll bless your life. Uh, If you're watching this, we'll put up a little graph where you can see uh, the book and what it looks like. But uh, I'm so encouraged by it. Uh, Pastor Martha, where can people uh, follow you, what you're doing, all that good stuff? Oh, I'm on all social media. I actually just joined threads. Like I need another social media. 
<laughs> but I'm there on Mark Munizzi. You can find me, M-U-N-I-Z-Z-I. -I. I am everywhere. Social media, Instagram. Our church has an Instagram. It's Epic Life, and we're in Orlando. You can find us there and see more of me preaching. I preach on Sundays a lot, um, as well as sing a little bit, but my girls are doing all this singing now. But um, And on YouTube, we have a YouTube channel. Martha Munizzi has a channel with some of my podcasts is there. And then as well as um, our Epic Life, you can see more preaching there. So all across social media, just Google Martha Munizzi and you should be able to find it. Oh, that's so awesome. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Martha Munizzi. And I want to shout out Pastor Dan Munizzi as well. Yes. Uh, great co corresponding with him during this as well. So thankful for it. Guys, uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts of the podcast. It helps more people see it, more people to hear it. Uh, my name's Elijah Merle. Don't ever forget this now. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. To find out more, visit our website at merleministries.com.